Welcome to the premiere of the RelativityChallenge.com podcast. This podcast is going to be an extension of the RelativityChallenge.com website. My name is Stephen Bryant, and I'm the researcher behind the RelativityChallenge.com website and your host for the podcast. The podcast series takes a close look at Einstein's theory of relativity, some of its problems and paradoxes, and an alternative model that corrects those problems and eliminates those paradoxes. While we're not going to dive into anything today, I would like to introduce myself to you and talk about the purpose behind the podcast. If you've visited the RelativityChallenge.com website, then you know that I'm challenging Einstein's theory on mathematical grounds. This type of challenge is unique amongst uh, the, the challengers of Einstein. I believe that it's this unique perspective that makes my findings exciting and compelling. The RelativityChallenge.com website has been up for about two years now, and over that period of time I've, I've met some real interesting people through the medium. I've heard from a lot of people who are passionate about Einstein's theory. Uh, many have praised my work, uh, and I thank you for that. And as you can imagine, there are a lot of people out there who are also skeptical. But the exciting part is everyone's interested, and I'm happy to now be adding my voice to the, the conversation. So together, in this podcast series, we're going to take a look at what exactly it is I believe is wrong with Einstein's theory. I'm going to try to do my best to explain things as simply as possible. Uh, my main goal is to reach as wide of an audience as I can. At some, at some times, however, we are going to have to dive into a little bit of detail, but I'm going to try and explain in advance when we do that. We're going to take a look also at some of my proposed corrections and their implications on our understanding of modern physics. You'll examine things from a theoretical point of view and also from an experimental point of view. And I think that looking at any theory from both perspective is very valuable. There's going to be a lot of material for us to go through. We're not going to get there overnight. But together, I think that we'll have a lot of fun exploring what I find to be one of the most fascinating areas of modern physics. So let's, uh, let's dive in and have a little bit of fun. But before we get there, let me tell you a little bit about myself and my background. I'm an independent researcher. I've been studying Einstein's theory of relativity now for about nine years. My, uh, my research began with a simple enough question. It, it started with the question, why can't we go faster than the speed of light? And when I asked questions uh, of my friends and other experts in the field, people who had higher degrees in physics and, and uh, related fields, astronomy, the answer always came back, because Einstein said so. And perhaps it was that answer that pressed a particular button in me, mostly because as a kid, I hated it, absolutely hated it, when I'd ask my mom a question and her reply would come back as, because I said so. Now, I'm going to cut my mom a little bit of slack here because uh, in many cases as a kid, I had already tested the limits of her patience. Um, however, I didn't like the answer then and I really don't like it now as an adult. So I decided that because Einstein said so wasn't a good enough answer for me. I decided that it was important to read his words and understand his perspective, why he wrote what it is he wrote, and really understand why it is that people are believing that we can't do certain things like go faster than the speed of light or some of the other constraints or paradoxes that are introduced by his theory. 
And in a nutshell, that's how my journey began into this very fun and fascinating area of modern physics. A bit about my background. I have a very strong dose of mathematics. Uh, I have an undergraduate degree in computer science and have honed my critical thinking skills as a business consultant and technology consultant, first with one of the big five firms and currently with a premier regional uh, systems integrator located in the San Francisco Bay Area. Just as I often am asked to help clients see things from a different perspective, I'm hoping that through this podcast and, and through some of the, the papers I've produced and the website, I'll be able to help you also see the theory of relativity from a slightly different perspective. So what are we going to do? Well, if you're new to Einstein's theory of relativity, then this will be a fun educational experience. You'll learn about Einstein's theory as well as a compelling alternative that I call the model of complete and incomplete coordinate systems, which is a mouthful to say. I just call it CICS for short. And if you're already familiar with Einstein's theory, then I'm going to challenge you to examine your beliefs. I think that there's a lot to still be understood and a lot that can be learned um, as we continue to explore modern physics. As an example, I want to share a story of uh, an experience I had with my niece when she was a little younger. We were playing a game and I asked her to stand on, on one foot. And I fully expected her to lift one foot um, off the ground and then she'd have to reach out and grab me to, to keep from falling over. Um, but she looked thoughtfully at me and then she lifted one foot and placed it squarely on top of her other foot. She was literally standing on one foot. I, I was just stunned at this. Um, I had never seen anyone literally stand on one foot before. So as, as I looked at this, it showed me that there was another answer. Sometimes you just had to have another perspective. And through this podcast series and through the material on the website, I hope that uh, as you uh, journey with me, that you'll also see things from a different perspective. Let me talk a little bit about the format for this podcast. I think it's going to vary from time to time, um, but I'm going to try and keep it somewhat consistent so that everyone knows what to expect. Uh, sometimes we're going to focus on Einstein's work, uh, his words and his findings. At other times, we'll focus on my research and my findings. Um, and yet, in other cases, we might uh, focus on other people's work and, the, and their findings. Sometimes we'll look at things from a theoretical perspective. At other times, we'll look at things from an experimental perspective. As I mentioned earlier, I think both are very important when I'm trying to understand uh, the different theories and models that are out there. And if we meet some interesting people along the way, then perhaps we'll even do some interviews. And I think that that might be fun too. I want to make some time for interesting news reports. Uh, I want to make some time for answering questions and suggestions, feedback from all the listeners that are out there. And I'm going to try and do my best to have each episode come out on a weekly basis and try and keep it limited to about... Um, let's say half an hour or so. Now, we'll change this as we get into it. If we find that we need a lot more time, if we find that um, the frequency needs to be um, increased, I'm certainly willing to look at that. And what will help me determine that is your feedback. So um, the more that I hear that you're interested, the more that I hear that of topics that I talk about, then 
um, we'll revise the podcast and uh, have some fun. So I think today, rather than talking about uh, specific things that I think I found with Einstein's theory or dive into his theory, what I like to do is just put on the table a couple of myths that I've heard. Um, and I think I'm, I want to put them out there because they'll challenge how people approach science and, and, and how you approach new ideas. And so let me just put a few of them out there. Myth number one, and this is something I've heard on more than, in more than one email from people on the internet, uh, and that is Einstein's theory is right because it's been experimentally proven. Um, I kind of enjoy that particular myth, but let me explain why I think it's a myth to you. Um, first off, I, I think that an experiment can rarely prove that one theory is the only theory that will predict its outcome. Uh, rather, experiments are used to eliminate theories. So let me give you an example. Let's say that we have two theories. We'll just name them theory A and theory B. Both of these theories predict a slightly different result. So um, it's very clear that theory A predicts one outcome, theory B predicts a different outcome, and they're, they're so far apart that they're, that they're not predicting the exact same thing. So we run an experiment, and in the experiment we find that the actual results are actually pretty close to what theory A predicted and rather far away from what theory B predicted. So we can say, beyond reasonable doubt, that theory B has a problem. And either we have to fix that problem or we have to get rid of theory B. And if we can't fix it, let's say that that's, that's the example, that leaves us with theory A. But we have to be very careful in what we say. We cannot say that the experiments prove that theory A is right. We cannot say that the experiment proves that theory A is the only theory that predicts those results. And the reason for this is that at some point, someone may come along and introduce a new theory. Let's call it theory C. And theory C makes some similar mathematical predictions as theory A. Maybe they're slightly different. Maybe that, that there's some new things that have been explained or explained differently. But in either case, maybe it's a completely different model. Theoretically, it has complete implications. What we find is that the experiment, the actual results, conform to what theory A predicted, and now it also conforms to what theory C predicted. So we can't say that the experiments proved theory A, but rather we can say that theory A and now theory C conform to the experiments. So I just want to put that out there because it does mean that an experiment can certainly eliminate a theory from, from, being, uh, from continuing to be valid. However, an experiment cannot prove that it is that there is only one or, or a subset of theories that conform to it. Myth two. Einstein's theory has been looked at for a hundred years. Experts haven't found anything wrong with it, so neither have you. I've heard that one a few times too, and I actually get a kick out of that one because to me, this one is a little bit of having blinders on. Imagine the world uh, where Einstein was told this. In, in effect, Newton's theory has been around for several hundred years. Um, experts have looked at it, nothing's wrong with it, so you haven't found anything. 
<laughs> Remember my niece and her perspective. Sometimes it just takes someone looking at it a little differently. I think that it's important as an explorer, as an inventor, as a researcher, as a scientist, to always question and be skeptical. So that means being uh, questioning and being skeptical of new theories that may be out there that may challenge your beliefs. But it also being, means being, being skeptical and questioning your own beliefs from time to time. And that's how we advance. And I think that that's the exciting thing um, for us as we go forward. So I'm sure we'll talk about more myths as we go along. But for now, I think that that's enough to get us started. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to dive into anything substantial in this episode. Uh, and we're going to save that for our next podcast, which I, I certainly hope that you'll return and join me for. Also, please visit the website. Take a look around. Let me know what your thoughts are. Take a look at the papers. I'd love to hear your feedback and your suggestions. And uh, also let me know what you think of the show. Your questions, comments, suggestions. I'd like to make this as uh, fun for all of us and as educational for all of us. So the only way for me to do that hearing your feedback and uh, using that to help fine-tune how we go forward. I can be reached at info at relativitychallenge.com. So just drop me a note. Let me know what you think and how you found the podcast. So this brings us to the conclusion of episode one of the relativitychallenge.com podcast. The music today is courtesy of Causeway and Adrena Thorpe from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. You'll find them at music.podshow.com. And relativitychallenge.com podcast is copyright night is copyright 2007 by Stephen Bryant and the and relativitychallenge.com. Thank you for joining me today for the premiere of the relativitychallenge.com podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week. Until then, be well. <laughs>